Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with another podcast for you. Wonder what podcast number we're at now. What, what are we checking I mean, in the hundreds? Oh, let's speculate. Um, September twenty. 20- 2,681. No, I reckon I can go uh, better than that and go 500, and I think I'm closer. Podcast 500? Mm. You reckon? <laughs> you've gone 2,000, Dodd. I'm going 2,000. Obviously, you can see it now because you've got the little podcast device in front of you. Let us know what it is. Pop quiz for you. Little question, right? Go on. Theoretical question, this. Yeah. Theoretical question. Uh-huh. Imagine it's 20 to 7. Right. And you've found out from home that there is absolutely nothing planned to be on the table when you get in. Uh-huh. What is the best meal that you could get from a London terminal rate, um, train station? Right, so say I'm going through, like, King's Cross, St Pancras. Or Liverpool Street. Liverpool Street, for just example. for example, just yeah. for an example. Um, a burger's not going to keep by the time you get back. How long does it take you back to get back home? Why are you asking me? Well, I just, I'm just, let's, again, hypothetical situation. Hypothetical situation. Let's imagine the journey time's 45 minutes. Hypothetical Plus situation. Plus a 10-minute walk. Um, burger's, burger's not going to work, burger's not going to work. No. Um, crisp, crisp sandwich? No, that's Main not meal work. in the evening. This can't be a main meal, can it? I don't know. I don't know what you go for. I mean, you have to get something that you can try and reheat later on, but... If anyone was in this situation, you'd have to say they're screwed. Yeah. Mm. They're going to be eating on the train. Mm. Uh, but again, it's a hypothetical situation. You don't want to in any way offend anyone, do you? No, do you I mean? don't know why I even brought it up. Stupid question. Let's get on with the podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Queens of the Stone Age. No one knows on Absolute Radio. When home time is on your radio, doesn't matter what your terms of employment say... It's home time. Kathy from London says, Happy New Year, Bush and Ritchie. Come on, we talked about this. <laughs> uh, in other news, don't you wish life was a bit more simple? Always. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit more simple. There's enough going on. 2019, start of a new year. Let's simplify things. Turn over a new leaf if we can. Uh, for example, I'm trying to get some more of my little celebs at home pictures done, mm-hmm. printed at the moment. So I'm talking paper sizes to a stationer or on the phone to him. Okay, yeah. Why is it that A5 is half the size of A4, yet A2 is bigger than those two put together? What is with that? Hang on, hang on, hang on. You've so confused me there. A5 so... paper, half the size of A4 paper. Okay, I've got A2 that. A2 paper is bigger than all of them put together. That's just confusing, isn't it? What about a situation where A1 is the smallest... And then it just gets bigger with the number. That would so you know where you me. are then. That you know would me? work for me. I was yeah. well confused on the phone. He had to talk me down. So the biggest <laughs> paper size you can get is the one that's got the smallest number. Yeah, I mean A one must be the size of like someone's house. And where, <laughs> where does the lettering come into it? What does the A do? I, maybe there's a whole like whole different bit of B. Because A seems to be staying the same throughout. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? If you if you work in any form of printing, it must drive you absolutely round the bend. Do you know what I mean? So that, you know, there you go. Simplify that. Let's simplify paper sizes. I'd simplify train tickets. Yeah. Off-peak, super-off-peak, advance, anytime, rail cards. A mate of mine, right, to get over from Bristol to London, you used to have to get off the train. Because, you know, this is the thing where you have to buy two sets of tickets. Get off, get back on again with a different ticket. I think they call it split ticketing. Split ticketing. That's crazy. If buying two tickets is a cheaper way of getting one, then they got a problem there. Let's have, have a, I agree with you. Let's have a flat rate. I'll simplify that. Simplify that. Another one's simplifying. We've talked about this before on the show. The dairy section in supermarkets. <laughs> 
<laughs> too many creams, right? There are what, way, what way cream too many. are you getting rid of? Single cream there, double cream. They've got clotted cream, whipped cream, sour cream. You need sour cream for fajitas. Creme fraiche. What even is creme fraiche? <laughs> Why is there two types of single and double? Is there any noticeable, discernible difference? Look, if you would like to just, like, just make anything simpler in life, <laughs> What would it be and why? Text the show now, 812.15. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Hometime with Bush and Richie on a Tuesday night. What things in life would you simplify and why? Uh, particular examples we're using are papers. Why is paper sizing so confusing? Why, why is A5 half the size of A4? Train tickets have already come in for a bit of clog and uh, you were wanting to simplify the uh, the cream section of the supermarket. I would go into the, the uh, dairy section of the supermarket a bit like Jesus in the marketplace from the Bible story <laughs> with a stick and solve the problem there and then. An anonymous text says, Bush, you can't whip single cream, you can whip double cream. So if you want to whip your cream, obviously you need options. Nah, so you can't get rid of both of them. Luxury. It's a luxury good mate. <laughs> Uh, Guy Jones in Leeds texts, definitely need to simplify um, tyre pressures in cars. Yes. PSI, bar, half a car, full car, drives me insane. Yeah, and and also there needs to be generalisation about where they all are, where the actual sticker is in the car. Yes. We've got a VW transporter van thing, right? Yeah. And it's only, we've had it for nearly a year, I've only just found out where the actual sticker is that tells you what all the different tyre pressures are. Generally, they're either on the the driver's uh, side of the door. Yeah. Or on the hub cap, uh, on the petrol cap, which is a really strange place. I looked on the petrol cap, and it was it was gone. That's what I've been used to. <laughs> Need to simplify that system. Simplify as well. that as well. Steve, uh, kind of defending the whole paper thing, says it's really simple. Start at A A zero and fold in half for each size down. That's ridiculous. That, A isn't zero it? didn't know it existed. A zero. And Chris in Brighton's got a very good point here. Subway. Too many questions. <laughs> very good point. Eight twelve fifteen. <laughs> Prince is next. Recommended mobile provider for eight years running. Every little helps. Trying to turn over a new leaf for 2019. I uh, just talking about a, a case in point. Paper sizes really confusing. Why don't the numbers just start at A1 and then the paper gets bigger as the number gets bigger? What about that? It would make sense. Uh, Hi, Butch and Ricky. I work in a printer's, says this person, running the warehouse. And the paper sizes get harder when you've got B1, B2, SRA1, SRA2. Undersized SRA1, letter RA1. And then the standard paper sizes to post at A1. It just sounds baffling. I think I'm getting a sense from that that people in the actual uh, uh, stationary industry want some form of unification, streamlining. Do you know what I mean? I think the only one I could put my mortgage on is A4. That'll yeah. be it for me. Stick with A4 and refuse to get involved in any other paper in any different size. <laughs> yeah. uh, Donna in Wolverhampton, I simplify toothpaste. Too many options. Uh, gels, yeah. whitening, Sensi foams, now charcoal. Uh, I just go with, uh, with what's on offer. And that one with bicarbonate of soda in it or whatever as well. That's another one. That's another one. Simplify school reports, says Kate. What's happened to C plus or A minus? It's all five W's and three S's now. <laughs> My daughter was explaining to me the other day that, um, that, that there's one they've just got rid of that was called A hat. As which in a hat? Apparently is better than A star. That's ridiculous. Which I've always thought was mad anyway. The worst thing is about these new school grades is that you can't compare like kids now to what you were like. No, I know. Because they've, they've thrown out your grades, <laughs> A to G, etc. Uh, Steve from Kenilworth says, I, I'd like big supermarkets to put Bovril and Marmite next to each other instead of at opposite ends of the store. <laughs> and then I love this one on Facebook, Maxwell Biddleston, cracking name, says, Hi guys, my, name, my dad has a problem with the English language and fundamentally wants to get rid of soft consonant sounds. Case in point, giraffe would become giraffe with a J or G for gate. 
I don't think he's completely described this. <laughs> no, I don't think he has. I'm not 100% sure what he's going on about there. But if you'd like to simplify anything, get in touch now. Maybe that particular comment on Facebook could help. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, look, I just mentioned earlier on that uh, I used to live in Bristol for a number of years and in Bedminster in Bristol, which is uh, a part of Bristol, should we say, mm-hmm. uh, in the south part of Bristol near the river, uh, it's the only time in my life I have seen someone ride down the centre of a pedestrianised shopping area on horseback. Quite a sight. Quite a sight. Just normal Saturday. Normal Saturday, people out shopping and that. And then this bloke's just riding down the centre. He hasn't hasn't even got, like, a saddle. He's not (laughs) dressed up for, like, the hunt or anything. He's just in normal, like, tracky bottoms. But he's going through the centre of town in his horse. On his horse. Must stop saying in a horse. I've (laughs) even had a few tweets about it. Uh, Then this text has just come in in the past couple of minutes. Uh, Bush, I once saw someone try to go through the McDonald's drive-thru on the Pearly Way on a horse. We check with the server, and horses are not allowed in the drive-thru. That's a busy drive-thru. It I is. mean, how, how have they even got there in the first place, let alone thought they could take the horse through? A McDonald's drive-thru on a horse, which raises the issue of a potential last 12 minutes of the 4 o'clock hour pop-up <laughs> phoner. And, you know, this might work, it might not, but let's just see what happens. That's how we how we roll on this show. What is the most unusual place you've seen someone on horseback? 8, 12, 15. <laughs> Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. We just uh, got a little pop-up phone-in topic going on there. Yeah. Uh, what is the most unusual place you've seen someone on horseback? Because we had an unusual text in from someone who'd seen uh, a horse go through, or try and go through the McDonald's drive-thru on Pearly Way, but uh, they got chucked out because apparently not allowed to take a horse through a McDonald's drive-thru. I love the fact they've got an actual rule for that. Uh, Morgan says he saw a horse at the local tip, uh, and then an anonymous text saying, my mum takes her horse away with her friends, and they go on pub crawls on horseback. Imagine. She's 60. That is amazing. Fair play to them. Yeah. Kat Harborn says, my first Saturday job was in a bakery every week a horse would come to the door for a current bun before going to the pub for a pint in a bucket true story but they had to stop because the horse was getting fat and this horse's drinking thing continues Catherine in Horwich says uh, we used to take our horses through the Mackie D's drive through in Middlebrook in Bolton and we also used to take Dexter our horse for a pint down the local in the summer so that drive through has different rules to the pearly way exactly and I just want to make life a little bit more simple so it's kind of come <laughs> full circle one rule for all Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. If you are noticing some kind of degree of paranoia in either the voice of myself or Bush this evening, it is for one reason and one reason only. Tomorrow, our wives are meeting up. It is their idea and neither of our partners have invited us to this meeting. We've not been part of it at all. They've got their own little WhatsApp chat going on. You know, it's not like it's a big group chat with all of us involved, just them two, isn't it? It's just come out of nowhere. At the weekend, Natalie turned to me and said, um, how long will it take me to get to uh, Southend? Is it Lee that Andy and Katie live in? Ah. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on, one yeah, second, whoa. what's going on here? We must have what's, missed that email. Yeah, what's happening here? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's some kind of... 
summit, some kind of hookup tomorrow. I don't know what is going on, but I feel very uneasy about it. They've met before, but they've, they've never met on their own without our presence. Exactly. It's a little bit unsettling. One of the things that's unsettling me is that you know what it's like when you when you work. Sometimes you you maybe lie or exaggerate about your schedule so you can kind of <laughs> slack. <laughs> Yeah, you need to go in for this meeting at one or whatever, especially when you've got, like, a young baby and you just do anything. Which one of the two of us is going to let the other one down here? I don't know. Is, I... It, is, it, is it going to be Natalie coming back and going, Andy doesn't go in until such and such a time. Why are you going... <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. We need to get our story straight. <laughs> it's just horrendous. I, I thought oh. it's a little bit like a, an episode of the Dukes of Hazard where, like, they'd maybe turn signposts around yeah. so someone gets lost. I'm considering, like, altering signposts to South End. Yeah. Or, like, seeing if someone can operate a drug over the top of your house to, to monitor. But then I don't know whether it's going on at your house or a cafe. I don't even know where to send a spy. It's awful. We do need we do need to try and, in some way, infiltrate the meeting. Definitely. Right, we've got, um, I think our baby monitor, is one, it's one of those little ones that you can look at the screen, yeah? Yeah. I think you can kind of get onto the house Wi-Fi and watch via that. So, I don't know. I mean, someone suggests on Twitter, bug the babies, but... Maybe we could hack <laughs> in to the Wi-Fi and find out. Because, you know, it is going to bother us. It's going to be in the back of our minds all of tomorrow. Can you wire a 10-month-old baby? I reckon it could wear a wire. I'll give it a go. No, to Rocco wearing a wire. I'd love that. <laughs> if you can think of any way we can get into that meeting, 8, 12, 15, let us know. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably this not This is in my top five anymore, songs with bongos in the background. What's your favourite song with bongos in the background, Richard? I must press you on the other four as well at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got not a full now, list. Not now. Not, not now. now. It's not no, the time no, to do no, it. No. Home time on a Tuesday night with a very paranoid Andy Bush and Richie Fur. Tomorrow, our partners are meeting up. We are not invited. This is all of their own idea. What is the point? What are they up to? What's going on? And how do we get buy-in? We need your help. We're somewhat paranoid right now. Uh, if you can think of a good nickname for what we could call this meeting tomorrow, some kind of it's like a Yalta. Remember that picture of Yalta <laughs> conference in World War Two with uh, FDR with like, with like a some kind of uh, rug on his knee or something like that. <laughs> something like that's going on tomorrow. But how can we kind of find out some intel and we've got nothing to worry about obviously no no Why, you know, we don't need to worry about anything but be but nice then, to know what's going case, on. what are they doing what are they doing Paul Tarrant says on Twitter you need to bug them and listen in from a dodgy van outside oh yes <laughs> some kind of transit that's uh, uh, labelled up as like uh, I don't know some kind of dry cleaners or something or other uh, Butch and Ricky's fish shop <laughs> Rotating aerial on the top. That'd You're be good, wouldn't it? you fish counter again. I, I, see, I'm the man for it. Uh, Jim suggesting on Twitter exchanging tips on how to sh- uh, tie shoelaces. This is from something else that I tweeted about earlier. We will cover this later. Not for now, Jim. Can I have a look at your shoes? No, 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 not now. Not now. They are, unbe- they are unbelievable, mate. Uh, Chris in Bath. Hopefully he's in the city of Bath and he's not actually in the Bath. He says, Alexa drop-in, boys. Every suspicious wife's dream. What is that? I don't know what it is. Give us some clarification, my friends. And then uh, you were mentioning earlier on about ways of maybe scuppering the meeting. Yes. Sarah says Senna in the tea should do it. Ah, now that is the stuff that it frees things up if you're blocked up, isn't it? Gives you the two bob bits. <laughs> I don't think we need to go there. 8, 12, 15 for any of the suggestions. <laughs> Queen and X. Putting you first with award-winning customer service. Every little helps. Dealing with a situation here at the moment with our other halves tomorrow. Meeting up without us. How do we get in on this conversation? It's been put to us that some kind of Alexa situation would work. Alexa drop-in. Alexa drop-in, that's it. How does this work? Chris is on the phone. Chris, you reckon you've got this sorted then? How does it work? So... 
when you set up the Alexa on your uh, on your phone, right? Um, mm-hmm. You have to download the app off of the Play Store or like the Apple Store. Yeah. Um, and your your device is then named, so it's it's in your account. You link it to your Amazon account. You link it then to your phone. Yeah. You can go in on the Amazon Alexa app um, and drop in on that device. Wow, so you drop in as in eavesdrop on the actual device? Yeah. The, the only problem is that one thing it does is it sort of makes like a little bing noise when you, uh, when you connect into it. What, so the, the, the Alexa device in Andy's home would go ding? Ding. Yeah, it, right. it would make a noise. So okay. you obviously you might connect a little bit before they've met, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then there is a blue ring around it, so you might have to tape it over with a little black bit of black electrical tape or something. That's <laughs> either, um, Brilliant. Right. So what we need to do then is to disguise the Alexa in my house, cover it up with something, hopefully they yeah. won't hear the bing, and then suddenly Richie and I can actually listen in to their conversation. Yeah, you'll have to mute your, your side as well, though, otherwise, yeah, they'll hear you laughing. <laughs> so, so I think I, this is very doable. Let's let's. If you think about the two obstacles, the ding. There's going to be two babies there. There's going to be enough noise going on. They won't hear a bing. Yeah, there'll be a lot of chatting and yeah. gossiping going on. So we'll and be secondly, fine. Secondly, we can take some black electrical tape from the engineers when you go home yeah. today. Yeah, we're sorted. I think we are. Actually, another thing, you can actually um, turn the volume down on the device beforehand because it doesn't matter what the volume is there because. Chris, can I just say, you sound like someone that might have done this before. <laughs> <laughs> what no, have you been up to? I've got one for Christmas, so, yeah, I've been playing around with that a little bit. And, uh... <laughs> I bet you have, sunshine. <laughs> Good to speak to you. We'll give it a try. You may just have yeah. saved the future of this show. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, whilst we were talking earlier about tomorrow's summit uh, between our two other halves, oh, yeah. I mentioned briefly about something that happened earlier on today. Well, a listener brought it up. Uh, we went out for beautiful water this morning. I think we'll all agree. Lovely blue skied morning. Thought, Gorgeous. Oh, going to get out and uh, uh, enjoy this. I've said before on this show that I do acknowledge I have a weakness for tying up laces. <laughs> Never been good at it. Um, but half an hour into the walk, my right shoelace had come undone yeah. two times already. Like a flat tyre for the walker. Like a flat tyre on the walker. Walk I put a bit more steam back in the laces, do them up each time, but 15 minutes later, it's back undone again. When we're, by this time, 45 minutes into the walk, and we're now on the high street, mm-hmm. approaching somewhere to have a nice cup of coffee, and the shoelace comes undone for a third time, I lost it. I swore out loud, and I turned to my wife, and I said, right, can you do my lace up? And well, you got your other half to do the lace up for you. And that was a moment, it was a line in the sand for me when I suddenly realised you are 41, Rich, yep. and you've just asked your wife to do your lace-up. <laughs> not because you've got a bad back, not because you're too fat to bend down and you can't do it, because you literally cannot do a lace-up and make it stay up. That must be such a weird feeling, like, as a giant toddler, having weird feeling. another grown-up tie your laces for you. <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be like. It was a low feeling. I was stood there holding the push and thinking, I don't want this to be happening, this is awful, it shouldn't be happening, it can't happen any... I don't... Look, I'm going to come around right now. Yeah. And sh- I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, from from my perspective, when I look at your your shoes and your shoelaces, you have you have like really long hoops on them. Do they're, I? They're, they're very unusual. I've never seen anyone tie laces in that way before. But show me how you tie them. No, come over here to this bit of the studio. Okay. Richie's lean... come over. He's put his foot on a little plastic box. So, Talk us through what you're doing. Stand a pair of trainers. 
Yeah. So I'm first of all grabbing each lace in each hand. It's folded. Put them it in. tight. Yeah. Crossing tight. the laces over. Now looping the. This right is really, lace. really weird to watch. <laughs> right lace under the left. Yeah. Pulling tight again. It's like if you've ever put ice skates on for the first time. A little bit like that. Creating one loop. Yeah. Tying the other lace around that loop. Oh no, that doesn't look right. <laughs> that doesn't look right. Doesn't it? I don't know. No, that's weird. Then I'm pulling that through. Pull it tight. There we are. Got a lace. No, but they look like clown shoes because you've got like <laughs> massive hoops on them. This is the problem. I, I just think that's obviously quite weird. It's very hard to explain to anyone how to like doing shoelaces up is a little bit like driving home from work. You're home before you even know what being aware of what you've done. Do you know what I mean? It's you're a on reflex. Autopilot. It's a reflex. Yes. But you don't know how you're doing it. But I think you get to a certain point where you, you normally you're shown as a kid. I don't think as a grown up I'd be able to tell you or talk <laughs> you through how to do your shoelaces up. And there's a sentence I never thought I'd be saying on this show. Absolute radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Is that video up of Richie trying to do his shoelaces there? In a minute, you're gonna we'll post up the video of, do, of you trying to tie your own shoelaces up. There's something going wrong there. I don't know what it is. So you think it's the loops? In many ways, it reminds me if you ever watch Master Chef uh, and they do what's it where they have like a roll of meat and they put string around it? Uh, beef Wellington. Isn't something it? a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like tying up a Sunday roast with your finger in the middle. You tie around your finger, which is unusual. Do I? But what you need to do is uh, we're going to offer some form of an incentive for someone to try and come up with the best video tutorial for Richie because I've tried to explain it to him. That's not working. <laughs> uh, let's. We've, Brendan from our office, for example, has done a little video for you to try and uh, understand how okay, to tie these right, sho- okay. shoelaces. Here's Brendan's attempt. Bush, Richie, it's Brendan from the office here. Going to explain how to uh, tie your laces to some 40-something-year-old men. Ah. You get your left lace over your right lace, tuck it under, pull that tight, then you use your left thumb to keep that knot in place, make a loop in the right lace, and then you pull the left lace over the top of the right loop, using your thumb to hold that loop in place, pull the loop through, pull it tight, there you go. There's a simple bow knot. He makes it sound like it's really easy, but I'm, I, he lost me right at the beginning there. The tucking it under sounded like RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> uh, this one here says, Jess says, imagine being pregnant, can't see your shoes. It's a guessing game. So look, there you go. <laughs> Gauntlet thrown. I'm, we, not, I'm we, not at that stage yet. Well, Gauntlet thrown down, right? If anyone could come up with a good tutorial for Richie, I mean, wouldn't it be great by the end of the show tonight, you know how to tie your own shoelaces? Uh, at 41, it'd be so liberating. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Can't believe we're doing this, but we've put out an actual bounty for people <laughs> to get involved. If you can send in a legitimate video tutorial of how to tie up shoelaces to help Richie, because he can't tie his own shoes, you win a signed Hometime mug. I don't know whether to say thank you, but it is uh, a real struggle for me, and it did come to the point on the high street earlier on this morning when I turned to my wife after my shoelace came undone for a third time, and I said, please, could you just do my lace up for me? I, I can't have this. I can't. This, this can't go on. This needs to stop. It's a brand new year as well. 2019, the year you learn to tie your shoelaces. Uh, 41. There's some good stuff coming in. Uh, Gilles, who's actually a uh, journalist, okay? Oh, okay, She yeah. sent in a video. Have a little listen to this. So, for my tutorial, you need a little bit of witchcraft and a little bit of common sense. So, you start the normal way. You make two loops 
across them. And that's it. Done. There you go. That's what I am doing. She says, I don't usually tweet videos of me tying my own shoelaces, but watching you guys fumble around is someone else. Hey, don't bring me into this. (laughs) A lot of people have been getting in touch. Apparently there's a song on the uh, kids' cartoon Spongebob Squarepants about tying your shoes. Oh, stop it. Apparently this is it. Won't learn how to tie your shoe. Here you go, Richie. It's very easy thing to do. You sit on down and I'll give you the scoop. He's joining in. It's called the loop. Joining at home. Yeah. You go over and back. Left to right. Loop de loop and you pull them tight. Like bunny ears or a Christmas tree. Lace them up and you're ready to go. You make a loop de loop and call. How's it going over there, Richie? I think I'm ready to walk home. <laughs> right now. Absolute radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Bloodies call me on Hometime on Absolute Radio with Bush and Ritchie. If you were listening to yesterday's show, you would have heard us uh, talk about the ordeal that is taking a child to a pub and the designated pushchair drivers. Yeah. We have an update on that, and it's to come before the end of the show. Yeah, we're going to be hammering some form of a notification onto the doors of different pubs, like a, a boozy Martin Luther. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, people are still trying to uh, offer Richie help. And it's lovely to see the amount of people getting involved trying to help you tie your shoelaces. It's quite a community, thank you. Uh, hi, Richie. Triple knot system. Lace in each hand, tie a single knot, make loop with each lace leaving about a third as a tail, and then tie them in a single knot, then tie the loops into another single knot. That's from Lucy, who has no video. That's very kind, but I think I'll see how the double knot system goes first. We're going to have to get him some Velcro Heelys. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Yesterday on the show, round about this time, we were talking about a meal out I had at the weekend and I turned out to be the designated pushchair driver, mm-hmm. the person who sacrifices their meal so they can walk the pushchair endlessly around the pub so that the baby can go to sleep whilst everyone else enjoys their hot mood, uh, hot food and you can look into the pub and see yours going slightly cold. That's the worst thing in it, just letting nice food go cold in a pub. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite expensive eating out these days as well, isn't it? You don't want to waste it. But we also, at the same time, came up with this fantastic idea that uh, pubs of the UK should offer the designated pushchair driver some kind of snack to be able to take out with them because they are sacrificing themselves for the good of the rest of the party. Some would say for the good of the rest of the pub and not having a screaming child in there. Yeah. Some kind of hot food that you can take with the push. Well, chair. I remember there was a thing from the mid to late 90s called I'm Dez or something like that. You were the designated driver. And I think you got a free glass of Coke or something. Yeah. Which we want to kind of instill this. So we, what we were trying to do is get in touch with as many different uh, pubs and restaurants as we can to try and, I don't know, bring forth some kind of legislation. Correct. Get them on board on this campaign. So we've penned a letter, um, which we're going to be sending out to the pubs and restaurants. And it goes as follows. Uh, dear Sir Stroke Madam, Bush and Richie here from the Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. Uh, we are canvassing support for an initiative to officially recognise designated pushchair drivers in Britain's pubs and restaurants. By this we mean those guardians responsible for getting babies to sleep whilst everyone else sits there and enjoys their food. Designated pushchair drivers have the selfless task of taking the kid out of the pub, interrupting their meal and circling around with a buggy in hand to get the little one to sleep. The long-term effects of knowingly letting a ham, egg and chips go cold is hard to estimate. Hard to put into words, isn't it? 
And whilst all this is happening, the rest of the party are there having a wonderful time, stuffing their faces with piping hot food. So we ask you, please consider a new policy for designated pushchair drivers of the world. Maybe a free soft drink, a pallet of cheesy chips for the walk, or even a side of garlic bread that can be eaten whilst on the move. We thank you for your support at this difficult time. It's a fantastically worded letter. I think it's very, very good. We've done a good job there, haven't we? This is going to be landing on the doorsteps of the likes of Fuller's and Brewer's Fair and Harvester and Toby Carvery and Beef Eater imminently. So look, maybe if you work for one of those organisations and you would like to put your weight behind this campaign, we'd love for your support. Get in touch with us now and let's make this happen together. 8 12 15. Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. And do not miss tomorrow's show as we try and use technology to eavesdrop on our wives' conversations as they meet up at my house or our house whilst the show is on. Have what to see what could happens. go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Uh, the Dave Berry Breakfast Show is back live from six in the morning. They debuted something new this morning, which I think is really cool. Five words, five grand. You can win £5,000 just by matching five words with Matt Dyson. Right. Now, we'll be... <laughs> I love the way you've just said right, because we have to be straight up with people here. I think this is a great idea. You would have heard a lady called Sarah get three out of five correct this morning, yeah. so she doesn't win the £5,000. My co-host here, who I love dearly, is struggling with how this works. I'm quite thick when it comes to certain things, right? <laughs> I'm glad you said it, because really I didn't thick. want to. We were going to talk about this on the show yesterday, <laughs> and you and producer Adem spent an entire song trying to explain it to me, and I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I... if anyone knows The Simpsons, you remember the moment where Homer's being tried to... The, the FBI are trying to tell him that he's got a new identity for a witness relocation project. It's a bit like that. I can't fathom how you don't understand it. One line, pretty simple. Win £5,000 if you can match five words with Matt Dyson. That's it. So you've okay. got to say what Matt says. So let's let's try and demo it ourselves here, okay? So Go I'm going to fire five words at you. Right. You need to just say what comes straight into your mind. So you're playing the part of Andy the listener here, and I'm Dave Berry. Okay, right. Okay. Who's so, Andy, then? You are. I'm Andy. Oh, no, it's got, is he a listener from... He's just rung oh. in from Southend, for I'm, example. Yeah, I got you. Well done. Here we go. Toad. Hole. Sponge. Bath. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, rock. Stone. Patio. Doors. Salted. Crisps. OK, Andy from Southend, well done. Just hang there on the line. What have one, then? Well, nothing yet, because then what would happen, right. Matt Dyson would take off his soundproof earphones, loaf in at great speed through the door, I'm sure. I bet he does. And then Dave would then fire the same five words at Matt. Right. If Matt said the same five words as you, and being that you'd said bath after sponge, I think it's unlikely. You get a sponge in a bath, don't you? <laughs> then you would have won £5,000, simple as. So you're kind of banking on Dyson to absolutely be in tune with you. How, or do you get into the mind of Dyson and try and think, what would Mark Dyson think about this? Do you know what I mean? Correct. I love it. OK, great. Now I you get it. You got it now? Yes. Dave Berry, Breakfast Show, back tomorrow, live from 6. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. 
Absolute radio. So what are you going to do then about this? Because it's you. Let's be honest, it's you, isn't it? It's you that hasn't <laughs> yeah. got the food. <laughs> you worked it out. It's, we, we all oh, know it's dear. you. Okay. So something's happened. There's not going to be any tea on the table tonight. What are I've you going to do? I've been thinking this through for um, the last few minutes, and I think it's going to have to be an M&S Simply Food job, because okay. that's a pretty safe bet for most mainline train stations. What is the most fancy thing that you can buy and have on your lap that will still feel like you're having tea? Well, it's got to be... You, you think you've got to think carefully about this and think time pressures alright if I'm walking through the front door 8.35ish okay but you've purchased said food at around about 7.25 yeah it's going to have to be something that won't take too long once you get in because you want to be ready for it and also it still needs to look good enough for when you get in to you want to eat it like if you get sometimes you get like creamy pasta that's got tuna in it Mm. if that's been smashed around in the bag it looks terrible doesn't it so I'm thinking I'm going to get one of those bags of either pasta or gnocchi that is already part cooked so it's fresh so you've just got to boil it for four minutes yeah then I'm thinking some kind of pesto okay then I'm thinking lashings of shaved parmesan actually to be fair that sounds like it's panned out right isn't it (laughs) I'm going to come around to yours. <laughs> Bill Bailey, play us out. It's the podcast has officially come to an end.